Welcome listeners to episode 19 of the Running Guide podcast, where our aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes from around the world. Like in today's episode, where I'm chatting to an Aussie distance runner that's had an incredibly successful career thus far, who's currently training in Kenya with the aim of running qualifying time for the Tokyo Olympics. Welcome to the Running Guide podcast, Harry Summers. How's it going? Good, good. Mate, really appreciate you taking time to chat to us today. I'm sure the uh, logistics of online interviews are a bit more challenging out of uh, out of Kenya. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's just it's uh, as long as the line's all right, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds all right, yeah. mate. Um, yeah. You been out running today? Uh, yeah, I did a just a 20k this morning at 6:30. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yep. just like uh, easy pace. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, what is it? It's ten past eleven in the morning over there at the moment. Uh yeah, it's eleven. So six six thirty. Um, it's about four hours ago. Yeah. I did it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right, mate. So I'm um, sticking with the usual opening routine to get the listeners up to scratch um, with your running history. I'll just sort of um, run through your PBs, and if um, if you can fill in any details that you can sort of recall leading in or or during the event. Just to, oh, it sort of um, yeah, no, adds a bit of context to the times. All right, starting yeah. with um, with your 3,000 metre, you've ran a 7.51.63 on the 7th of Feb back there in Melbourne uh, yeah. last year, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was in barefoot shoes. Oh, really? <laughs> famous, the famous Vibrams, yeah. Yeah, the Vibrams were still um, going last year. I didn't realise that. Yeah, no, well, the thing was I was late to the, the race. I had a bloody um a friend staying over from overseas and he wanted to go check out a few sites in melbourne so i was i was a bit late for the race and i forgot my spikes yeah, at home so um so i could only find my most vibrams the barefoot shoes so yeah, yeah. i thought i'll oh, stuff it. i've run I've, I've run well in them before so i'll give them a, a crack and yeah i was i was really happy with running 751 i led the whole race Pretty much, and uh, threw in like a la- fast. Uh, I think it was the second last lap, a yeah. sixty-second uh, lap, and I just um, I went away from Ramsden. Um, okay. He's a yeah, he's a Melbourne track boy. Sure, sure. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so it was great, like um, winning that race because it was it was um, my club's. Um, uh, home track and and also the club put on the uh the race as well okay yep fantastic yeah um so yeah that's great for sure 5000 meters 1334 even 00 on the 21st of august over there in dublin last year in 2019 oh yeah yeah um yeah that was uh uh that was a really tough race it was windy and and raining um Patrick Teenan won the race. Uh, he actually fell over halfway through the race and um, got back up and caught up to the group and then kicked away. But I think I got fourth in that race. And, um, yeah, I was happy with that because I did Sydney Surf two weeks before and that was a massive, like, um, hit out and, and performance for 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 my career. And um, I think I hadn't really recovered properly from, from the 14K. Yeah. Um, so it was a great hit out uh, the 5K and to get a PB was awesome. And then 
I did a 10k, which was like I think two weeks after that, where I got another PB as well. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll talk about the city surf, but um, yeah. So 10 days later in Norway, Christensen, you ran your 10k yeah. PB, 10,000, I should say PB, 27.54.15. So, um, yeah, the first time yeah. I went, went under 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, and that's that's where I, uh, I met Renato Canova, um, famous uh, running coach, marathon coach, sure. and um, um, he's the one that set up the race and um, invited me over. Um, and yeah, I had dinner with him the night before the race and I got chatted to him, and, and I liked his philosophy of you know towards the marathon and and middle distance running um and he kind of just chatted with him for half an hour he already knew that my background was i was lacking a lot of base so i liked how he picked that out and i think that's something i've really got to work on uh just that base and the years of the you know people that have got years and years of consistent kilometers under their legs sure. um so that's what i'm doing here really yep, it's yep. just a lot of mileage big base and just to build that um aerobic base up again yep yep awesome yep. Uh, and uh yeah we'll talk about that uh about that soon um moving yeah. on to your to your 5k pb um now that was back in 2014 up in brisbane 1407 yeah yeah um yeah that was uh that was that was in the Vibrams again. Okay. Uh, yeah. The shoe fell off in that race. Okay. And then uh, I picked it up and put it back on. And okay. I was like, yeah, got a PB. And so you might have been in That sub- was coming down. You might have been in sub-14. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, but that was coming down off of Falls Creek and okay. yeah. training with um, a lot of the, all the Australian runners. So, no, it was that was a great race as well yeah mm. um 10k hobart last year running um 2835 2835 was it 10k yeah yeah the 10K in hobart yeah yeah uh yeah that was um that was a great race um me and brett um had a great battle um from start to finish that was coming off um, the 3K, the Box Hill um, Twilight meet, the 3K where I got my PB. Okay. So um, I felt like I was, it was going to work really well into the 10K because I had that speed in the legs and yeah, and yeah, that was um, that was another good run. Uh, uh, the next, that was the first day I actually tried the the four percents. Okay. Yep. And yeah, it felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> Especially sure. For that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, 21K, um, 63.34 up there in Brisbane, 2012. Yeah, that was a great race against um, Liam Adams. Uh, he's represented Australia numerous times in the marathon and, um, yeah, been to the Olympics. Uh, but, um, yeah, that was, that was back in... 2012, I was wearing the Vibrams uh, in all my races and PBs that year, mm. and I wore my Vibrams in that race, the half marathon. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful conditions. Um, 
the first 10k was about 31 minutes so we went out a bit slow and then and then um come home really strong and we ran i think it was around 29 minutes for the last 10k okay yeah so yeah it was um yeah great battle and uh he just kicked away from me the last i think 200 meters okay yeah so he was yeah he was he ran well so all those all that racing you did in vibrance obviously you, you know you had strong feet but did it ever sort of kick in the bum eventually or or not well i have actually i got a serious in, injury um a stress fracture in the femur and I was over in Bulgaria. I was uh, representing Australia in the World Half Marathon, and I felt like this, this slight pain before before the race. And I thought, oh, you know, it's nothing. Um, it's kind of just, you know, slight pain. And then as the as we started the race, I think four k to go, I just felt this like crack um, in the femur, and I dropped off the pack. Um, and and then kind of got myself together and caught back up to the the pack and and yeah it was last i think k um all the you know everyone was kicking home and i could just i could just feel it really you know throbbing and i was just limping to the the end of the line so Mm -hmm. that was like the last last time i wore the vitamins um okay yeah uh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely. I think it definitely strengthened, you know, certain muscles and parts of the body. Like uh, I think the Achilles, mm-hmm. my ankles, got really strong from it. Um, also, I think it corrected my technique as well. It, um, it made me a lot more efficient. But in I, th- I think as a longer, as a half marathon, marathon like those long distances on the road they're just not not well suited to them but i still think like wearing them for track races or um like 3k 5k you'd probably get away with the 10k yep yep. it's still okay if you're efficient enough but um i wouldn't recommend anyone to wear them (laughs) yeah sure um if they have a background of like barefoot running yeah but like my first my first um my first session when I first started running was barefoot, so yep. I went straight into it yep. Um, yep. and just got stronger as the years went on yep. running. Yeah, so. Yeah. no, there's certainly a lot of positives to it, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, about marathon. So you've got a PB there, if it's still correct, um, 221.23 in uh, BY in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, um, yeah. Is that, that was, was that your last marathon? Yeah, that was my last okay. marathon. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> funny, I, I wore the Vibrams <laughs> okay. in that race. Yeah. And I was, I suppose I was on like 213, 213 pace yep. up to, I think, 30K. Mm. And then, bang, I just, I hit the wall. <laughs> mm, mm. And... Yeah, I really started to go backwards. I was running like 330s, 340s, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was struggling to get home. But I mean, afterwards, it was a massive, you know, I found it was a massive accomplishment and mm. and a great goal of mine to to actually even finish a marathon. Sure. Um, yep. But um, 
No, well, I think I didn't have the best prep going into that, and I didn't. It was kind of more of a just wanted to see how how it went. Mm. Um, it was kind of going off 10k training and yeah. and seeing how you know just what it was all about. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, 221 is not too bad, mate. In the old yeah, world, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's first one and yeah. in the, in effort as well. So mm. yep. <laughs> obviously, yeah, I look back now and I think I was crazy for doing that. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, felt right at the time. Um, yeah. All right, let's go back, mate. You grew up in Sydney. Um, if you could tell us about um, sort of what you're up to as a kid and what led you into running in the first place. Um, well, I first started running when I was in high school and I was playing soccer at the time um, and I was doing my studies at you know, HSC and I was, you know, very, I was a very anxious kid and I was stressed out at that period of time and um, my mum actually um, got me into running so she said, oh, you know, maybe this could, you know, help with your mental health and anxiety and I thought, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a go, I'll go down and I think the first session I did, I was, oh, I think I had like eight times a K and I went out really hard with the leaders and tried to try to keep keep up and hold on. Um, and then halfway through the session, I kind of died and and then carried on with it and finished the session. And uh, my coach, Sean Williams at the time said, you know, you've, you've got a lot of um, heart and and I think you've got a bit of potential, so um, carry on with the running. Um, so I carried on playing soccer, and I was running at the same time and studying. And then Sean said, uh, he said, look, you, you can't do two sports. You've either got to pick one or the other. So I thought, well, the running is really helping me with the mental health side, So, and I was enjoying it. So I thought, oh, I'll carry on with the running, and I'll give up the soccer and yeah that's what i did i i think what two years later i made my first uh world cross team for australia yeah. and um went over to uh the middle east and yeah i got 29th in the world cross yep, yep. so top 30s so i was really happy with that um yep. over yeah, there in, in jordan wasn't it yeah yeah yep. so yeah just yep. carried on from then yeah, yeah. and um you had uh, Ryan Gregson and Brett Robinson in, the, in that team with you. Did you know them before that trip? Yeah, um, not really. Uh, that was like kind of the first time I actually got to know them. And, you know, they're all lovely blokes. Um, mm. I think there was Richard Richard Everest who was in the race as well. He he was an awesome runner, um, yep. I think around 1340 as an 18-year-old. And, and um, yeah, so there's, I think, me, Brett, uh, Ryan Gregson, Richard Everest, and um, I think there was uh, Dave Ricketts. Yeah, Dave Ricketts. Yeah. yeah. So, was Everest was, yeah. He, was he from South Africa, uh, South Australia, or? Yeah, he was. He was a uh, yeah based down, um, from there, and then I yeah. think he, I think he had like some problems with his. Um, I'm not sure what happened to him, but yeah, okay. he was getting a lot of injuries yeah. and stress fractures. But okay, yeah. Uh, he was like an amazing, mm. amazing uh, 
runner, ran 13.40, I think, as an 18-year-old. And also, yep. he, I think he ran 3K, 7.50. Yep, yep. Yeah, 18 or 19-year-old. So, yeah, yeah he was... Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, up there. So, when mm. you were 18, you were running um, 8.24 for the 3 and uh, 14.41 for the 5. So, obviously, I mean, yeah. you had some ability there early on. Um, you, you didn't race over the shorter distances? Because you came from... You sort of started... Oh, really? No. Yeah, I, I didn't really concentrate on the 1,500 or, or 800. Um, I had a few cracks at the 3k 5k um but yeah it was it was kind of more i think then i went into the road circuit and started racing a lot more on the road and um i think i got pretty strong from that and then um yeah it's just um went back to the track and ran some some you know fast times yep yep now um... but i think like yeah, go ahead. The, like, 2012 was my biggest year. That was like my break for a year. Mm, mm. And uh, that's when I started to kind of train with um, Ben St. Lawrence and a few of the Melbourne track boys. Um, yep, yep. I went up to Falls Creek and, and and I think coming down from Falls Creek, ran a 5K and yep. a few track races. I ran, ran some big PBs. So, yeah, yeah I think... Yep. That's definitely the group that you're in. It's important in the runners you're around. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, last March, Jared Clifford wrote a great article, um, as he always does, um, in Runner's Tribe that went into detail about um, sort of the struggles you had dealing with um, OCD since a child that led to uh, anxiety, mm. as you were mentioning before, at school and panic attacks and that. Um, yeah. um, were you, how, how, how were you able to manage that... Um, um, were you were you turned you turned to running to sort of to manage that anxiety issues, but then um, but then you, you mentioned about that um, about uh, that stressy that you picked up um, at, at, you picked up a stressy yeah. at World Cross in two thousand nine, and um, and then I th- yeah. and then I believe you um, you sort of that you know put you in a spiral of, of depression and that and then you um. Uh, yeah, you, you turned uh, turned to the drink, I should say. So, do you want to just talk about that, uh, about how you, how you're dealing with all that and that that part of your life, please? Um. Well, when I was nine years old, that's when it all started, and that's when it occurred. Um. So I had like kind of a massive, I don't know, kind of breakdown, and um, I had just formed like this OCD and this compulsive uh, disorder where I was having to wash myself like a uh, hundred times a day and and if I would have a shower I'd have to shower like tw- two hours or three hours and yeah it was it was a, a big problem um, and then I kind of as a kid I was I mean I didn't know how to deal with it but I was seeing a psychologist I think once a week and getting counselling but um, yeah it, it didn't really get that it wasn't serious I suppose because um, you know in your child you just kind of I don't know you it's not that bad and then as the years went on um, I think HSC study and and then going out I think drinking and and um 
also taking like recreational drugs it definitely made it a lot worse um and that that was my my i think you know obviously i went down that path because i was trying to find an escape and just just didn't know how to deal with the ocd so um obviously alcohol and and um other stuff was you know that was i suppose an easy an easier way to deal with it um and then i think dealing with that and having my running um it was always not consistent i was always in the running then out of the running and i couldn't just get a, you know a consistent year together mm. um so i think the as the years went on like um yeah like the the addiction to alcohol and and it got worse and and then that's that's when i had my car crash i think it was the car crash was 2017 yep. and yeah that was like my rock bottom like it, ha- it happened a couple of times where i where i had a an accident or you know i got into a bit of trouble uh, i got arrested a few times and that re- didn't really you know i didn't really prove to me that i had a problem at that time but um I think having that final car accident that's that's when I actually realized and that's when I um kind of hit rock bottom and and when I seeked help and I attended my first AA meeting um uh and got sponsored so there's a guy there that around my age that got sponsored and went through the same kind of path in history um and he guided me through the first uh 30 days of going to see going to the meetings and aa and um yeah that that really that was a uh a massive eye-opener for me and and actually getting up and speaking in front of other people talking about your issues talking about why you was drinking um was a very um i think you know it's a massive relief and and it helps a lot um but yeah, I did that, and then I think after you know you go through the twelve steps, so your first step and second step, and uh, the first step is you know you got to admit to yourself and surrender that you've got a, an alcohol alcohol problem or a drug problem. So that's what I did, and I went through the twelve steps and got through that, and mm. um, yeah, I mean I haven't looked back since. So it's been about it's been two years now since. I haven't had a drink, and I think that's pretty much why <laughs> all my running results are getting better. And obviously, you know, I'm more consistent. I'm trying, you know, I'm giving it my all, and and this is, you know, that's why I'm over at Kenya. And, and it's not, and the reason why I'm in Kenya as well, like it's not, it's not only just for running. It's to, it's to grow as a person to see um, how you know. Uh, to to learn a, the different culture and and to help others as well while I'm here. Um, yep. Uh, and at the same time, you know, really get get strong and, and fit. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, so so what brought you to um like, to um, make the decision to sort of come out the open about your personal struggles? Um, you know, through, through that article with Ron well, Tribe. 
Well, I think like going to the AA meetings made me become um, a more open person. Mm. Um, I was very inward. I didn't talk about a lot of the stuff, and I think going through that, um, going through AA meetings and talking more and talking to other people about my issues definitely made it a lot easier to open up. Mm. And um, when Jared decided to do the interview. He started asking me some some questions about, you know, why, you know, why did you run well here and why did you do this and 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 I thought, well, I I got to be honest here. I can't I can't lie about these things. So that's when I decided to open up and uh, and just be honest and say say how it was. And and then I, after the article, a lot of a lot of people were. Um, shocked and amazed, and and didn't realise that was actually happening. In, yeah, in my life and for sure. I mean, yeah, that's so. That's that's pretty much when I started to be in a, like talk more about it on social media and 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 even just you know talk to young runners as well if if they're going through any problems. Yep, yep. No, that's excellent, yeah. mate. Um, yeah, because like during those years of um of of drinking, obviously. You know, you weren't sitting around drinking for years and years and not running. You were still running, and you were still running at at a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. Like in 2012, yeah. you know, in 2012, back to the London Olympics. I mean, you just missed out by 10 seconds in both the five and the 10,000, and and you set PBs for those distances. Um, so you know, like, so thinking you, you know, you're still performing that level, and in the same year, you actually picked up an Aussie single at the World Half Marathon Championships that you mentioned in Bulgaria. Um, finishing 24th, so that's that's pretty yeah. good at Worlds. And then, um, yeah, two years later in 2014, you know, representing Australia over there at the Glasgow Com Games, running the 10,000 metres and finishing in um, 18th spot and 29 even. So, um, and and mm-hmm. so this is all happening. This high level running is still happening while you're still, you know, in and out with the drink. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, I, I wasn't drinking every day, and mm. you know, it'd be, um, you know, I'd be binge drinking and having, you know, a month or two months of drinking, and then I'd start to get serious again. Um, but you know, while I was over at the Com Games, I, I was all the swimmers and and were having a drink because they didn't already did their event, and mm-hmm. I was drinking with them. Um, this was like a week before my race, mm. and. They're saying, "Oh, how'd you go in your race?" And I said, "Oh, I haven't done it yet. Like, I've, you know, it's in, it's in another week's time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even then, I couldn't really stay away from the drink. Even yeah. when I was in at a Com Games representing my my country in an athlete's village, I was still obsessing over the alcohol. Yeah. I mean, looking back now, I think, well, you know, I was an idiot for doing that, but. I obviously, you know, I had a problem and uh, didn't realise that at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then progressively it just got worse. The, the addiction turned into um, just every day, and it was like I couldn't, um, I couldn't really do day to day things. I was getting up, I was drinking, and then I was just drinking through the day. And then, you know, there was no, there was no way I was running, and I was there was no way I was doing other stuff, and mm. no way I was working. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, that's when things started to get really, really bad. And um, I mean, it's I suppose it's 
it's a blessing in a in a way, like a mm. blessing in disguise. I did have that car accident. I didn't hurt anyone. I didn't hurt myself. I got out of it, and um, and it just just hit me. You know, mm. and then mm. yeah, that's yeah. Sometimes you got to get that low and get and hit, have that rock bottom too. Yeah, well, really obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. you're you're drunk and you run into a light pole and. Got arrested and yeah, think, and like you said, yeah. that was probably a, you know it was bad, but it was probably a light bulb moment for you, and uh, certainly um yeah, I think you, you've turned your life around since you then. Yeah. yeah, if you weave in and out of life and yeah, things don't get that serious or that bad, then yeah, you can kind of just carry on and, and kid yourself, but you know things do get yeah um pretty bad and, I'll, and yeah. yeah, I mean I look back now and I think you know. It was, I was very lucky to get out of it um, with no scratches and, yep. and you know, and also to not hurt anyone else as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yep. So, um, look, obviously, yeah, like you said, over, over two years sober now and uh, the results are starting to flow. Um, like 2018, yeah. like it was, it was a big year. Um, all those, uh, about four of those PBs I mentioned earlier in, in the podcast for all last year. Um, then you picked yeah. up another Aussie singlet at the World Cross in Denmark over there. Um, yeah. And then I'm just interested because you went out chasing um, another Aussie singlet for for Doha, um, the World Athletic Championships in the 10,000 metre. Um, now the qualifying time was 27:40. Now I see you, yeah. you went over to the Peyton Jordan over there at Stanford in May, and you ran um, 27:56. Finishing third, but yeah. missing, missing out obviously by 16 seconds. Um, mm. And then a week before the qualification period ended on the 6th of September, that's when you went over to Norway and ran that PB of 27.54. So 14 seconds yep. short of, of that Doha um, qualifying time. Mm. But um, yeah, so they, so they, um, so the one in Stanford, it was supposed to be paced for a 27. Uh, 40 race and I think there was only two pay they only paced to 2k 3k and and then dropped out and it was kind of become more of a you know pure race but um I went to the front at around 6 7k because I knew if this pace was going to stay the same we were never going to run under 2740 or Mm. even break 28 so Mm. um I picked it up for a few fast laps and then uh I think Ben True, yeah, Ben True uh, took over, and then I kind of just stuck on him, and and it was the last, I think, 800 meters or 400 meters kick, and yeah, I got third. I was I was pretty happy with that, um, and then I uh, went overseas to Norway, but uh, running that, I still got selected on the uh, Doha team. Okay. Um, as a wild card. Yep. Um, okay. So I did. I, I was on the team, but then I come down with this really bad um, virus. Okay. Uh, I think it was like two. I think two weeks before the the actual um, the ten k. Yep. And so I had to unfortunately pull out of the the world champs mm. with a virus, but. Um, mm. You know, I was I was just I was happy to to make the team, um, but yeah, it was just unlucky, I suppose that um, you know I got the virus. That's mm. that's just 
Were you in that's the Were you in a training the, camp, like overseas at that stage, or when you got the virus? No, no. Okay. Um, I, I I had the choice to fly over. Um, three days before. Okay. So I didn't have to go with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I I waited till the three days. Um, before leaving and and I was still sick and I thought no, it's it's not going to happen. Like mm. so, I contacted mm. um. I contacted AA and, and I just told him, but um, you know that's that's a that's a tough thing about being a distance runner like or an, or an athlete. Mm. Train hard four years of hard training, then you mm. can get sick. Oh, yeah. you know, two weeks exactly. Or, I, a week before. If you're not me, I always have that um, discussion. You know, we us recreational runners worry about getting sick before you know some annual run. Yeah. I always say, imagine training for your whole life for the Olympics and then something yeah. like that happening, and it happens, and, and you yeah. know about it, so. Yeah, it'd be devastating. Mm. Now, uh, my training partner, um, Benny St. Lawrence, he, he was always in amazing shape and ran, um, yeah, he ran a 13, 10, 27, 24. He had, he had the Australian record of the 10K. And every time the Olympics come around, he would, something would happen. And, and um, you know, it's just unfortunate, really. Mm. Like, you can be in such awesome shape and then, you know, bang, you can get flu or or something a mm. uh, week before yeah. yeah for sure now i was looking um the opening qualifying window i guess period for tokyo was may started may last year um which yeah which would have been when you were running um over there in stanford and in norway um so i was just thinking yeah. now now that qualifying time is pretty quick 27 28 so um, did you sort of yeah, have well, that in, in the back of your mind? Obviously, you were trying to get your 27.40, but was that sort of in the back of your mind, maybe I could even pull off a 27.28, or was that just sort of like a little bit bit too too fast? Yeah. Um, I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. Like, I, if I got in the race, I would go – I, I would have I had a crack, but, like, really I was just trying to break 28 for the first time. And then, mm. um, you know, if I run – if I run really well, 27.40, I'd be very happy to run 27.40. But mm. um, I think, like, after I ran 27.56 at Stanford, I, I had confidence that I could run under 27.40 or even 27.30 with more mm. uh, more pace in me. But um, I think after after those two races, I kind of, yeah, I, well, I met Renato after, after the race in Norway and, um, I just, you know, I, th- I thought, you know, I've always had the passion to do the marathon and, and I think you can make a, an amazing career out of it. And, and also, um, you know, it's, it's the pinnacle, I think, of distance running, doing mm-hmm. the marathon. Um, so I kind of, oh yeah, I lost that. I lost a bit of the passion to go for the 10K in, mm-hmm. in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I just I lost a bit of that drive, and I thought, you know, mm. I would really like to run a fast marathon, and then and then um, go back to the 10k because how Renata, what Renata was saying to me was, you know, you because I I could always do these awesome sessions like 1k reps and have a have recovery, and then you know and run some really fast times, but because um, there was a few sessions where I ran and. and my coach at the time said, "Oh, you should be able to run twenty-seven thirty. But I think because I didn't have that strength and that base, mm. I wasn't 
able to pull pull out the twenty seven thirty twenty seven forty. So um, there was Dave Dave Ritson nine. He he trained he trained for the marathon um, and ran I think two o two o seven and then went back to the track and he ran he ran under thirteen minutes and he yep. was running faster PBs at the track. So yep. no. I'm kind of looking at that approach just for just sure. to build build a massive base and try and run a fast marathon and then go back to the 10k 5k yep. and just work on the speed yep. yeah no i reckon that's, that's not a bad angle mate it's um it's yeah yeah as you said it's happened many years um with runners uh they come back for the mm. marathon just the strength like you said the strength and that you know that yeah, extra, yeah ability mm. now you ran zatapec down there in december when um when stewie mack picked up that tokyo qualifying time yeah he's third qualifying yep. time yeah so you ran yeah 27 23 and as you mentioned knocking off any saints um national record by mm-hmm. one second um no it was, yeah, was a bloody awesome night um but i was just thinking you know with you guys you know run around in circles in a world of pain do you did you get a chance to sort of soak up that atmosphere as well um uh, yeah i mean i, I kind of mm. not really well while i was racing but afterwards it, it was it was great yeah I mean, I think Athletics Australia could have um, promoted it a bit more and, and marketed it a bit more. Like, I mean, I didn't see anything in the papers or the articles yep, definitely, um, definitely. about the lead-up to, to Zadipek. I mean, yep. we had you know four of the best distance runners in the country and um, there was nothing about it. But, um, you know, obviously the, the, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, yeah, and he ran... He ran very well um and i mean amazing amazing performance from patrick team as well exactly to, yeah yeah to just lead the whole way and that's right um and he only missed out by three I mean, seconds i think he ran 27 31 from yeah. memory so yeah so i mean but yeah. stewie stewie you know ran smart and yeah. just kicked away from the last lap yeah sure but um i think pat patty patrick will get the under 27 28 um mm. I think he's definitely he's definitely got that firepower. But um, I was coming I was coming back from overseas in Europe, um, training with Sandro Moen and Renato, and I think I think just that program for four weeks because when I had the virus, I had a, I think six weeks, four weeks off. Went over to Europe and started training with Sandro, and, and I've never witnessed. Uh, an athlete training so hard like him like mm. every day is hard like so he's easy runs of 340s 330s mm. yep. um, his warm-up his warm-up before a session is 330 340 um and then he's doing massive sessions as well like mm. so i was trying to keep up with him i mean i got to i think three weeks of keeping up with him and then i just cooked i, I got cooked and i was supposed to renato said to me like uh, i mean I, th- I think you can pace 30k at three minutes per k in valencia marathon where sandre ran 26 but um i was unfortunately i was a bit tired at that time when i got to 10k and uh, pulled out but i think coming from that trip i mean i learned a lot about the program learned a lot about um like the approach towards the marathon big sessions and um and the sessions are big, but I mean, obviously in Australia we've got this this um tradition that we do three sessions a week 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And Renato's approach on that is we you cannot do um, three marathon sessions per week, you know. So if you're training for the marathon, mm. you've got to have long sessions, big sessions that simulate that marathon um, where you can only do like maybe two a week um, or a 10-day cycle where you do maybe one, one, one a week and then two the next week, something like that. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, I think like, yeah, I mean, I was here the other week and um, I was in the car and I watched the Kenyans, they did a 40K um, t- uh, like time trial and they ran like 205 for 40K okay. and that's over all the rolling hills, yeah. altitude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they it's a... It's pushing the limits, it's pushing that boundary, but mm. I think if you can add it, you can get away with it, I mean, you'll, you'll get very strong. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, you've got to just be careful as well, like, with the days. I mean, so I had a session yesterday, I did 25, 20, 25K in an hour 20, so, like, a fart lick. Yep. And... Um, then actually, I might, got, can, can I just get you to run through like your usual weekly training at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the first week, um, it was just easy running because I come, I was coming off a foot uh, problem. Okay. Um, and then uh, the second week was well, I did a did a session, um, but the third week, um, so the third week I did. Morning run, so six six in the morning, most of the runs. So I, so the weeks change all the time. So Renato uh, has you know sometimes sessions on a Sunday, and then the might, session might be on a Monday. So so are you just I mean, running with with Renato Canova's athletes, or are there like other groups join in, or, or how's it sort of structured? So I do my own stuff uh, on my easy days. Um, so I run like four tens, four twenties. I'll have a twelve twelve uh, k in the morning. I do four twenties for that. And then an eighteen k in the other, and I'll do like four tens for that. And then, um, and then the session I'll um, run with um, the group. So there's like ten Kenyan runners, um, and then there's Sandro Mowen and a few other um, Europeans. Yep. So I'll train with them. So last week, I, um, Monday was 12K, 18K um, in Yavo, just easy. Um, Tuesday was uh, 16K um, tempo. Um, that was when the Kenyans did 40K at 286. Okay. Yep. Is, is that tempo roughly around marathon pace? or? Yeah, roughly around that. Um mm. Uh, because I'm 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 getting strong. I'm not where I was before, mm. so I'm just kind of building it slowly. Um, but yeah, so Tuesday and then it was uh, Wednesday, just another easy run. Thursday, another easy run. Uh, then Friday was uh, the 24k. Yep. Um, a 25k in an hour 20, and 
um, that was that's that's been my best session uh, since being here. So I kept up with Sandre on that, and yeah, I was really happy. Pulled yeah. away from him the last um, K to go. So yeah, um, you know, I was I was very happy with that session. So now I've just got to build off of that and yeah. Um, and just for the I listeners, I'll, I'll just I'll just say that Sandre Mullins, the European uh, record holder, he's run a two hundred five. Just for the listeners yeah. to know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 205, yeah, and yeah, ran 206 yeah. at Valencia. Mm, um, yeah. Very what, tough runner. What, what age um, is, is is he at? I don't, is he in his late twenties? Twenty nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's twenty nine. Okay. Yeah, and how yeah. long's he been with so, Renato for? Um, so he was with Renato. He's been with Renato for maybe now, I think four years. Okay. Now. Yep. Yeah, four yep. or five years. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's, yeah, so... All right, back, um, back to your training, yep. Uh, yeah, so he... He... What was it? Um, yeah, so the last K, I pulled away from Sandra, and yep. Um, yep. that's, you know, that's been my best session since, really. Yep, that's um, good. A bit of a confidence booster. Yeah, yeah, and uh, now I just got... Uh, I got a 40K in two weeks' time at 3.30 pace. Okay. Um, that's just going to be like time on the on the feet and sure. just to run the distance yep. um and then mm. i've got like seven weeks before um uh hamburg marathon yeah so seven eight weeks i think eight weeks of training yeah okay yeah. okay um all right i so say you're doing hamburg for some reason i thought you're doing london yeah well that was the plan but um uh, that's changed now because renato said that um, they're going to be going. There's going to be groups that are going to be going for 201. So Bikili and Kipchoge, obviously, they're going to mm. go for okay. 201. And then there's going to be another group that's going to be 206. And then I think there's going to be a big drop off after that. Um, right. So okay. Hamburg's got a better. Uh, uh, there's a few pacemakers and and there's a big group going for uh, 211. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, um, obviously, two eleven thirty these days. I mean, it's pretty fast, isn't it? I mean, down from two nineteen from previous Summer Olympics. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, you can compare that to ten k though. The two eleven's not that. I think twenty seven twenty eight for ten k is a lot tougher than than yeah. two eleven. Yeah. Or two eleven thirty. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as, so obviously that's, that's what you're going to try to do to get to, um, get to Tokyo is to run that qualifying time. Are there any, any Aussies who have, who have run that time have put their hand up saying they're going at this stage? Um, uh, Brett's trying a 210.55, I think. Uh, is, is Rorena, he, he's so you're going to nominate to go though or? Yeah, yeah, he's, he I is. think he, he okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Rainer that's run 2.11. 25 i think yeah around that um so and then i think who else then you got guys like liam benson lawrence um julian spence he's he's going for um london marathon so he's going to try and run a 211 as well Mm, mm. um i think with like these new shoes like um i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about these alpha flyers and I heard they got banned, and now they're they now they're not banned. They got released, and um, uh, um, 
IWF brought out a rule that they've got to be 40 millimetres stack height, mm. and I think they've got th- our flies have got 39.5 mm. millimetres. So Nike obviously um, just snuck under. Um, mm. So, yeah, but, uh, I'll put them on and see how I go, yeah. I yep. think I'm pretty confident I can run 211, like, um, um, yeah, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I've just got to, got to focus on something else, you know, keep carrying on. Yeah, well, you know, it'd be good, you know, it's exciting um, to have all these Aussie blokes, you know, getting down to those times, you know, not to have one yeah, or two, I mean, but to actually have a handful of them going for it. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it pushes the, it pushes each each athlete, and and I yeah. think um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Liam runs a two oh nine or two ten, and um, you know Benny can run a two ten. So mm. there's going to be a lot of guys going for it. Yeah, mm. I think those guys, uh, Liam and, and Benny, are running BY in a couple of weeks. So. Um, yeah, you'll yeah, have a pretty good idea of what they run because you know they won't run another one. So yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that's mm. that's a benefit running. I suppose later towards yeah. the the end the period. Yeah. So so what's the date of Hamburg? Ninth uh, of nineteenth, uh, nineteenth of April. Oh, so the week before London. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So I think Liam might do London if he if he doesn't qualify for Lake Beagle, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll do it. I think he'll qualify mm. in Lake Beagle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, from my side of things, I'm looking forward to it, mate. All us listeners, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Kipchoge and Bikili can do as well. They they're yeah. going at it. I think London, I think they so. are going to put on a show for sure. Like um. Yeah. I don't don't think we're gonna. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Kipchoge, you think at the Olympics? I don't know what Bikili's doing. So, so yeah, it could be a yeah. last chance to see those guys go head to head in in a in a real one. And like yeah. you said, probably go to a one. Oh, you know that, that won't surprise anyone. Yeah, and the new alpha flyers. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, I wouldn't mind. You know, you're you're a Nike boy, aren't you? Well, I'm not sponsored, but oh, okay, um, right. you wear them, yeah. So, uh, I wear them. So it's a big difference from Vibram's. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What, what do you feel personally about running running fast in in a shoe that's that's giving giving back so much time? Uh, I yeah. don't think they're fast over like like shorter distances because mm. you you can't get your maximum speed. But I think definitely um like definitely. The last, you know, that last 12k of the marathon, you're not runners don't seem to be hitting the wall as much, yep. and they're they're able to just carry on and and maybe you know go a bit quicker that last last 5k. Um, like I, I don't know if they're fast, they're any faster in a 10k. I think they're faster in a half. Mm. Uh, I mean, but, I, yeah, it's I, just. I mean, yeah. I'm wearing the the uh, the next percent, and a lot a lot of us are wearing them even in some of our, our hard training sessions on concrete and that because how, how well our legs pull up the next day, you know, like like even City to Surf, yeah. I used to run in a pair of race flats and, you know, that last 2K downhill, my calves would be shot for a week. And then you wear those yeah. shoes and the next day you're out doing 400s. So that, yeah, that's, I know. that's what I love about them. They are fast, but just 
it just your pins pull yeah. up so much better and you think you know longevity as a runner that's that's got to be a good thing as well i mean yeah i think it's i think they're great for the sport um but i'm happy that there's like a rule now like where yeah. there's yeah there's a to. limit yeah it's i mean if it was going to carry on i mean it would have been ridiculous but mm. um i think like yeah i think it's great for the sport people are running faster um there's more talk about it there's more talk about um you know running the marathon and people are getting excited to to break their pbs um mm. um but i think like i think it could work for different different individuals i think if you're a heavier runner or um uh, then you know a really light kenyan i think they can help help more because they're they're giving more energy back and you get there's less chance you're gonna you're gonna smash up your quads yep. um and also i think it helps the recreational runners more i think because i think like it gives that spring back here it gives that bounce back so I think a lot of older runners, they lose that kind of spring and, and um, you know, that response back um, from running. So yep. that I think it allows allows you to kind of get that bounce back that um, oh, and right. yep. a little bit more efficient as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just get degrading through through the through the tendons and ligaments as you get older, so you lose a bit of that spring naturally. So, like you said, you might get a little bit yeah. bit of that back air yeah, from a pair of shoes. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but they're amazing. I've done sessions in them, and the next day, I'm, I'm you know, my calves uh, hardly even feel like they've had a workout. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, they're, they're great shoe. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mate, do you see the um, the Kiwi twins running around over there, Jake and Zane Robinson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them lives in Ethiopia. I think oh, Zane. Oh, you're right. He does. Zane. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think it's Jake. I think Jake, Jake lives in in Tim. Yeah, he does. Uh, I don't see I don't see him much. Um, yeah. He he was thinking of and I think Zane was too, but he was thinking about building accommodation over there for overseas runners to sort of come over and and do some training. Yeah, camps. he's got a guest house. Yeah, yeah oh, he's okay. got a guest house. Yeah, yeah. So he's and I've his... seen him driving around, but yeah. I haven't seen him run. No. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, Eton's not a big place. You you think you'd run into each other? <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I would have thought. But um, yeah. I actually haven't seen Julian Wonders either. Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, mm. yeah, they they must they might train. I don't know, different time maybe. Mm. Mm. Um, so how long have you been, been over there for? I've uh, been here for. It's been now. See, five weeks now. Yeah. And this is yeah. your first time to Africa? Yeah, first time to Kenya. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how are you sort of going with, um, I mean, are you sort of getting into the Kenyan lifestyle and, you know, they train hard but they sort of rest back and um, eat yeah, simple, simple foods and simple here. diets and all that? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the place here is perfect for running. I mean, yep. you've got your running trails outside your front door and, you, you know, six in the morning you've got, you know, 200 runners to run with. Mm. Um, uh, there's massage therapists, um, you know, and they're, and they're actually, they know what they're talking about. It. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like, I mean, conditions are great. You do a bit um, of massage therapy yourself, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I so I know kind of what I'm talking about. So, yeah. You know, mm. uh, these guys are, they're, you know, they're very good at what they do. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I think they just they've treated so many people, and I yeah. think they've learned a lot off the Europeans as well. Yeah. Okay. physios and yep. therapists yep. that have come over. Yep. And what sort of diet? But, um, what sort of food are you eating regularly during the day? Uh, so I have I have uh, I have goat um, twice a week. Yep. Uh, usually on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then the other days I have like ugali um, and this like green vegetable. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but um, yeah. And so morning I'll have. Um, a cup of tea um, and um, this like kind of croissant um, bread called mandazi. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then for lunch, I'll have uh, pumpkin, um, potatoes, um, and jabati, mm-hmm. uh, like this bread. Okay. Um, yep. And then for dinner, usually ugali. Ugali and, and vegetables, mm. yeah. And do you feel better um, on, on, on that sort of food? Uh, I I'd, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. it's hard to tell because the first two weeks um, I was here, I, was, I wasn't running, so it's been kind of a gradual build-up. Mm. Uh, this this last week has, has, has been like my first, you know, real good week. So um, I think... I think it's it's not just only the food; it's everything. Like mm. it's the attitude, it's the environment, mm. yep. um, and you know, it's the it's the people that train with as well. Like, there's no way I could find um, any athletes in Australia to train with and, and push myself like I, like I'm doing here. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it it does take a uh, like a few weeks to get used to because mm. you know, there's not you kind of you just running and and yeah you're a full-time athlete mm. um so there's no like yeah. servo to grab a mars bar and a coke on the corner or oh really no <laughs> no when no one's looking uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's probably the first thing i'll be looking for when i get back to australia <laughs> yeah, yeah sure <laughs> but um, uh, they're lovely people though i mean yeah. there's the the you, know, you go for a run and the kids the kids run with you and yeah um yeah you, so it's it, yeah it's it's great culture great atmosphere there's that famous um, famous stadium not that's in eton isn't it that stadium that we see sometimes on tv and pictures where the kenyans train like uh, a little track it's got like a stadium around it yeah 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 mm. <laughs> the funny thing is they they started to build that stadium and the track and and then something happened with the government and they stopped stopped building it and and um, but now they just use it as there's just like a dirt road, dirt 400 meter um, track, and you yeah, know, okay, seems to work well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you still yeah. get all the all the paragliders going there to jump off over the Rift Valley there, and yeah, so there's um there's accommodation there um, called Kiraview, and that's where they all stay, um, all Europeans and. Um, you know the paragliders; they all stay there because that's right on the valley. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, you've got you've got places here. Um, you can rent, you know, sixty bucks a month if you wanted to come here. 
Um, but that's that's like you know your own home. You haven't got security. Um, there's no toilet inside the house. It's outside. Um, and then you've got like your basic guest houses. That's kind of where I'm staying, and that's fifteen dollars a night. Yep. So it's still pretty cheap. And then mm-hmm. you got Kiraview. Kiraview's like you know hundred, hundred twenty dollars a night. So that mm. so real tar- they're targeting the real like high end. Yeah. Yep. Um, people yeah but i mean for for somebody you know for someone uh, a young runner who who wants to experience different culture and and train with the best you can come here and and hardly spend any money and and really train train hard and and pretty much live like a full-time athlete yeah yeah yep. and it's really safe there's, there's no issues with any of that uh, it's very safe i mean I, I was a bit worried about that but there's no issues with that Mm. Um, when I was in Nairobi, it was a bit, it was a bit um, there was the security. Okay. Yeah, it was a bit dodgy. But yeah. Um, yeah, here, I mean, I walk, you know, you can walk walk here at night and there's no issues. Mm. It's pretty much just all runners, really. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, a town of running. Uh, uh, the place I go to is it's called Mama Rambo. So she, um, <laughs> she's the one. Uh, so I've just paid her up front and she cooks me um breakfast lunch and dinner mm. um and that's that's like you know the real kind of the the can what all the kenyans eat um but yeah i mean the th- three months four months this place is um i think from january to to april like the conditions and the running the running atmosphere is awesome yeah 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 for sure um, all right, mate, taking up a lot of your time. We're going to finish up soon, but just one more question for the runners. Um, are there any sort of any sort of key sessions leading into um, into Hamburg that um, that you'll sort of use, you know, as an indicator of, of, of your marathon fitness, or are you sort of just trusting the work uh-huh. that you've done? So there'll be a few 40k runs. Mm. Um, so there's a 40k that I've got in two weeks' time. And that was um, at 3:30 pace. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, which is that, that's the equivalent is that someone running. giving you water and, and stuff along the way like a, yeah 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 there's someone that um, like um, Renato will drive the car yep. and you know he'll he'll um, g- give out the drinks but yeah that's that's pretty much the equivalent to running at sea level like 315s or yep. three sure like 320s yeah have you adjusted um, to that to the altitude yet yeah, I've adjusted now. Yeah. Um, you just got to take. You just got to really listen to your body if you're yep. here, and and take it easy when you're feeling tired. Yep. Also, get treatment. I'm getting treatment like three times a week. Yeah. Um, that's very important. Um, because um, it is un. It's it's not an even surface like the trails here, so mm. you got to be careful. Um, what shoes are you wearing but, on, on mostly training runs? So I wear the next percents yep. on um, the big, uh, the long marathon sessions, mm. and also if I've got a really quick long run, I wear the next percents. Mm. And then on the other days, just um, either the uh, the turbos, the Nike turbos, or uh, Nike Epic Reacts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. So. But I'm not sure what what my program's going to be in another. Um, I've got the program for this month yep. um, in March, but I'm not sure after that. Um, but knowing Renato, he'll you know he'll have sessions like 
30 times 1K on, 1K off, or, um, you know, 40, maybe a 45K long run mm. um, with variations in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, is, yeah. Isn't, his training some, philosophy is roughly around doing a lot of time at, at race pace and sort of increasing the duration that you spend at that race pace as you get closer to, to the event? Is that sort of roughly yeah. how he works? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it's um, race pace, covering the distance, um, um, really working on that 30 to 40K um, area Mm. where a lot of people do hit the wall. Um, So his approach is you need to do – you need to train the distance. You need to do sessions um, for that distance Mm. to – to be able to, you know, stay strong for the whole marathon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Is that so, in, yeah. in, in duration? It doesn't have to be distance. It can be just duration or? Yeah, it, can, it doesn't have to be distance. Yeah. Um, but he does like his, like, long long runs, for yeah. long, hard, long runs. Um, yeah. yeah. But then you have a few days of recovery, yeah. you know, maybe three or four days, and then and then you do a big track session and yeah. – and, and that's really targeting um, the speed and, and race pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. For his sessions, you, you need to make sure you're fresh because yeah. uh, you go into these sessions and and you know, if you're a bit tired, you, the fatigue can just accumulate. And so that that's what I found in Italy. I was I was just training with Sandra and I wasn't taking it easy for me. He was taking it easy, but I was. You know, always working hard, and at the end of it, you just you just cook yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. the sessions are so big. Yeah. Um, okay. But um, no, I mean, um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, yeah. I just yeah. got to wait and see how it all goes. For sure, mate. For yeah. sure. Um, look, I'd like to mention to the listeners um the the GoFundMe page that you've sort of set up to um. To help raise funds to support put, support your um you know your living and training expenses um whilst uh, chasing yeah. that that, that uh, goal of getting to the Olympics um I'm sure the listeners will uh will follow the uh, the link that I'm going to put in the notes below to help you out um I was I was more than happy to um whack a few bob your way a couple of hours ago mate um just to help Aussie athlete oh, chasing thanks. his dreams no no worries mate but um I've uh, I've also posted that link on the Running Guide podcast Facebook, mate. So um so hopefully yeah. um the listeners and um and those people can sort of help you out a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Um, I've got I've got an um a GoFundMe for um kids over here um that need running shoes. So I'm going to a school um a mentally challenged um orphan school okay. this uh weekend. Right. And I'm raising money to to buy around 200 pairs of shoes to just um give to the school um and and maybe help out with just um a few other things so um yeah so you can go on my facebook page or instagram and there's a gofundme um for the school kids and also there's a gofundme for for um for my running as well so um yeah that'd be great if anyone can donate yeah it'd be fantastic yeah, yeah, there you go. Listeners, jump in and help out. All right, mate, before yeah. we finish up, anything else you want to add to the conversation I haven't covered? 
Um, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you to Tony Lang- Langligan. Um, he's a he's a good mate of mine back in Melbourne. He's helped me out big time. You know, um, putting yeah, letting me stay at his house. Um, uh, thank his family as well. Also, Steve Deneen. He was he's he uh, supported me a lot as well through through when I was coming back into the running. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it, really. Um, yep, no, for yeah. sure, mate, for sure. So yeah, thanks. No, well, look, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Harry. And mate, also, forget- Box Hill, yeah, Box Hill Running Club, they oh. supported me massively as well. Um, oh, coming over, here, so awesome. fantastic club. Any kids wanna wanna join that club? Yeah, definitely, they're great sport and running culture there. Head down to Box Hill, yeah, awesome. Yep. All right, mate. All right. Look, um, look, thanks heaps for giving up um, your time to be a guest on the Running Guide podcast. Um, all your best for uh, for Hamburg, um, securing yeah, that uh, that spot on the team for your first Olympics. Um, yep. It's certainly been an amazing story so far, Harry, and it's only going to get bigger and better, I reckon. Um, yeah, thanks. I'll yeah. whack some of those uh, those some of those social um, handle over um, onto the show yeah. notes below as well, mate, including those um, those links over to the GoFundMe stuff. All right. Cheers, mate. No, no. Thanks for that. Thanks for the chat. No worries, Harry. Thank you very much. No worries. See you later. All, right, mate. All the best, Harry. Bye. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Rightio, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Running Guy podcast. Really enjoyed that chat with Harry over there in Eton, Kenya. Uh, follow along if you haven't already. Uh, check out uh, Harry's GoFundMe links in the show notes below and other social handles for himself and myself. And uh, if you could leave some ratings reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, just helps with the visibility so um, other runners can find the podcast and listen along. All right. Thank you very much. Train smart. Keep smiling. Till next time.